off the ball. That was serious. He was furious. He wanted his net. Just won the World Cup and you won't let me clip a little panel of net. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? How are you getting on? I'm good. I'm good. You up in horse? Yeah. Did yeah, you? Uh, horse. I was. I was. Did you trouble out getting out of the ground? There. You were. Out, go on. I was cleaning out the hen house there again. <laughs> you were. So, uh, <laughs> I'm down on my mum's here, so I was r- rushing in to get on. But anyway, I'm here now. Were you actually cleaning out the hen house? Correct. I was. Man. Um, I'm. I was surprised to hear that for the reason for being hoarse after events last night. It sounded like a unbelievable atmosphere down there. Yeah, it was um, really special. I think obviously the performance then kind of uh, added to the whole occasion. There was a little bit of nervousness when you meet people going in, but how um, how how what would the performance like? Um, would we be in trouble against a very powerful South African side with 14 Springboks in their 23? Um, a lot of those players that played last night for South Africa were very, very have been very good in the URC. We've seen them um, performing really well, and uh, so yeah, we were a little bit nervous beforehand, but everybody was excited by it. And of course, you'll meet a few uh, die-hard Monster fans who say, "No, we'll we'll rise to the occasion. It'll be great tonight. Mm. We'll get a win." And um, I just thought it was um, yeah, it was really special. Anybody who was there will talk about this for a long time again. Is there and, is um, is it too easy to start talking about like playing more games at Parky Creeve off the back of last night, given everything that happened, the magnitude of it? Or conversely, I think Munster netted I don't know was it 150 grand out of it last night? They might get more. Uh, interestingly, if it was like a Heineken Cup game or something down the track, do you think, despite all the work that's gone on to separate Cork and Limerick, that maybe they should look at going back down the track? I think the the only way it'll happen is if there's if there's um, knockout stages of of URC or, or Europe in particular, mm. um, you know, it's. I think what's more pressing for 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 the current monster group is getting performances and getting consistency, um, and trying to get league points and climb up the table a little bit. So it was a special night for Cork, and and you know, a lot of people are kind of talking about this Cork Limerick divide. And look, you know yourself and Adrian Adrian in sport when. When results aren't going well for any sporting team at any level, there's always <clears throat> little things crop up and um, side side arguments for, for certain ways things can be done better. Um, Cork people deserved that last night. It was very special for them. You know, there is a lot of talk about Limerick and the High Performance Centre being in Limerick. And I'm sure people in Cork would prefer if it was the other way around. I'm a tip man. I prefer if it was in Tipperary. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we, it's it's a debate that went on for a long time. You know, when Moss beat us in two thousand and four, there was probably eight, ten players sat down with the with the management to try and go through um, where we can get better. Why we what, did we come up short again? Um, you know, in that semi final, um, and one of the big talking points was one centre either in Cork or Limerick or outside either either county as well. So. Um, Has it almost know, come full, full circle, Quinny, from from that absolutely valid point that you make, the tension that was between the two areas at that point and players been based in different places? Everybody accepts now Limerick is the home, but has it almost come full circle to the point that they could go back to Cork now that it's it's moved on? Um, enough well, look, it, it, the high-performance centre is in Limerick. Um, whether 
people like that or not. That's where it is. But I think certainly sharing the games a little bit more. Um, you know, there's Musgrave Park had the zebra game this year. They're the the the, the warm up games, um, and it is difficult at times for for people to to go either way. I think probably with the road between Cork and Limerick, it's mm. it's tricky. It's a good a good hour and a half, a good hour and forty minutes, sometimes two hours if people are coming from West Cork. So. Um, it's a big county, um, so yeah, maybe they can share the games a little bit more. But obviously, if you have big games and European games, you, it's difficult to bring them to Musgrave because of the capacity. Um, and you know, maybe maybe Parky Cueve will will be an option going forward. And I think it'll it'll maybe appease everybody. Um, I think you know the whole occasion last night was really special, but that's up to the GA as well and you're going down a different road there kind of having regular games there I think it was a, it was a one-off game last night it was very successful um, the parking and traffic situation was chaotic but you know the stadium was wonderful and it was a great atmosphere so um, I just think it'll 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 come into to play for <clears throat> if they get into knockout stages and have to have a bigger capacity and um, just look back at Toulouse uh, the Toulouse game and in, in, in in May, where it had to be moved to to Dublin, that was over the Ed Sheeran concert. But for semi-finals, you have to have a certain capacity and um, nominated stadium in in yeah. your home country. Um, it's not a home advantage now anymore. So um, it certainly could happen again, and, and I'm sure it'd be a success again if it did happen. As a as a tip man, as you said, Quinny, um, must have been quite a special moment to see. Cashel's own Jamie Barron crossed the line for a, for a try in a game of that magnitude. Yeah, well, as a tip man, Shane, I'm going to say this: uh, Semple Stadium next for for a monster game. I'm pushing hard for that. Um, yeah, Dermot Barron was 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 excellent. It was brilliant to see him him score. Um, but just in general, all the players they were up against very very big players, physical players, aggressive players, and um, they had to play with a pace and a tempo last night and their skill execution was really good I think someone like Mike Prendergast now would be really really pleased the camera went to him a few times and you could see his reaction because he's probably seen a bit of this in training in the last since the start of the season uh, it's broken down a lot of games and I think um, to have that ability to play with a bit more ambition and shape and get the attack better off phase play and Players working hard to get into position. You know, Shane Daly was brilliant coming in off the wing uh, last night, handling ball in midfield, giving little passes. And there was a couple of occasions where they could have scored another couple of tries. So I think. Quinny, can I just ask, sorry to interrupt, can I just ask you about that point, just about the freedom that they were playing with? Do you think that relates? Because uh, Paddy Patterson afterwards, amongst other things, was talking about that uh, <laughs> element of the shot to nothing aspect and the pressure was off. So just on that, was that a function of the one-off nature of the game last night and ultimately not having a knock-on on, on bigger, more important things? Or is it like Jack O'Donoghue was talking about afterwards, the end of block one of games, the end of block one of training, the betting in of the plan? How? You, because I think that's the thing that Munster fans are keen to know this morning. Is it a, a portent of better things to come? Or was it because they were playing an exhibition game? No, I think it is um, a sign of better things to come, Adrian, because... You know, in covering a lot of the Munster games this year, even going right back to the, the first one, the Cardiff game, where you have a little bit of rust, um, a lot of the shape that they were trying to achieve was breaking down maybe with the second last pass or the last pass. And 
the more you rep things in training and the more confidence you get. And when you get a little bit of continuity and selection, these, these things start to improve a little bit. Uh, I think nobody is saying that Munster have incredible X-factor players and can go wide, wide all the time. But the little wraparound passes and um, the, the the type of passes were, were sticking a lot more. Of course, it broke down once or twice last night. South Africa were very aggressive in their, in their line speed. But I think... Um, it's certainly a positive sign of of more thing, better things to come. That you know they can keep the ball alive, and you and you know you can. Ireland are a perfect example as 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 a team who've really kind of gone on to a different level in the way their shape is, their attack, the way their wingers coming off the off the sideline, and they can contribute as an extra man in that backline, and even with a very ro- uh, uh, aggressive rush defence that's you have to make these passes and, and make sure they're on the money. So a lot of the time last night, people were kind of, uh, you know, going, wow, that's that's brilliant. These passes were sticking. So without getting too carried away, I think it's a continuation of what they were trying to do. And a lot of this stuff was breaking down in the last number of weeks. So um, it takes a little bit of time. You know, you have to remember, Adrian, these players were programmed into a direct approach, a kicking game, um, and, and not doing this on a continuous level and you know people talk about a change of game plan I think the change of game plan is just better a shape and players who run dummy lines are an option to carry the ball as well and just overall increasing that work rate and that fitness to get in in, in better positions and you know their offloads have improved lots lots of parts of it I think if you look at one of the stats in the first seven games um, you know scoring tries and scoring points have been a problem for them so in one hand, it's been a strength, a real positive sign. But on the other hand, then the stats would say that it's an area that they've been weak because they haven't been scoring points and tries. Um, but I think if you analyse the games, you can see that, that that shape is gradually coming and the players are getting a bit more comfortable. But that requires fitness and work rate. We spoke about that during a number of occasions. The players looked a little bit flat-footed and a little bit lethargic at the start trying to play play this this type of game. Um Last night in dreadful conditions, and um, they executed much better. So they've got to try and build on that. One last one for me on that game before we go on to talk about Ireland. With the Ben Healy, like looking at him last night, I was scratching my head wondering, how is this fella third choice at Munster, and how are they going to hang on to him? Uh, in that position, he'll see plenty of game time, but maybe not for the bigger matches. What's the future for Ben Healy, do you think? Well, someone like Ben Healy is, is a very talented player. I think he had a, a really poor cameo against um, against Leinster when he came off the bench. Um, was soft in the tackle for, 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 for Luke McGrath's try. Dropped the ball twice, made a couple of mistakes. And that can happen anyone. It can happen anyone. But what Ben has to do is, is probably realise that um, you can't wait for a reaction every time. So he's got, that's the standard now. He was superb last night. Even defensively, which is not one of his biggest strengths for a big man, um, he he was really really good last night. He was had a little bit of edge to him, and you see, you know, when you're a young player, Adrian, I think, and Paul O'Connell always spoke to us about that, and I always was intrigued by um, what he said about getting the emotional balance right as a sports person. It's it's difficult to be really, really kind of psyched up and fired up. And Munster would have been psyched up and fired up last night with fear, the occasion, the team they're playing. And does it generates a kind of um, 
a real spark inside me to be on it, you know, and to be really, really kind of up for the game. It's hard to do that every week to get that big emotional fire going. And you learn it as young players, you go on to kind of get that to a really good level in the games that are hard to get motivated for, you know, mm. um, in a sense where there is no crowd generating an atmosphere for you. Um, it's wet, it's windy. Um, you're missing internationals. You have a couple of injuries and you, you step up to play a game. It's it's That's how you develop leadership as well, where you've got to step up in those games and you know, Ben is still learning um, himself and he's a very talented player. And I think it was uh, it was a really big performance from him last night. And I think what impressed me more is physically he he put his body on the line, um, an area that, you know, he has struggled a little bit in. Um, but um, overall, his distribution, the, the ambition to run with the ball as well was, was very good. So um, getting the emotion balanced right. And I think... You know, without kind of dampening things in any way, because they've got to make sure that they, you know, they take a lot of good stuff out of that game last night. Stuff that worked from their 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 cohesion, their work rate, the the the, the defensive line speed, the way they chopped the South Africans at times, um, the way they worked to get numbers in that defensive line and didn't allow South Africa move the ball, uh, the way they double tackled. Um, you know, there's always things you can improve on. And when they look back, there'll be certain parts of the game that they need to get better in. But they've got to try and translate that into consistency. Because you think most of that team last night, that's the team that will be playing when internationals are not available. Maybe there'll be a few, obviously a few back, you know, Jean Klein, Thomas Ahern is out for a period of time. They'll be really hoping to get Snyman back and, and Andrew Conway, Keith Earls, they'll play a couple of games, and they but they'll want to go back with Ireland. So, that's the kind of standard they've got to set now. And But look, they've got to enjoy last night. It was wonderful to see the players go around the fields, kind of get that that um, that credit from the supporters, enjoy the night. It was a special occasion. They've had a tough start to the season. There's probably been a lot of long faces in a lot of those dressing rooms in those five losses that they've had in the league. So um, it's a learning curve for them. But I think there's cause to, to, to be optimistic, certainly with the way they played. And the coaches deserve credit as well because, you know, they've been working their socks off to try and make them better and make them more of an attacking force. And um, it wasn't all perfect last night and they were under pressure for long periods. But it was, uh, you know, I think such a much improved performance and an exciting one. Um, and they can, they should enjoy it. Talk to us about obviously the strong squad that's been named for the Ireland Fiji game this weekend, and like uh, certainly a lot of the uh, writing about it this morning, and you find it hard to get past it. Is that um, it may be a case that the ship has sailed for players that might have been expected to have featured in that squad, but blotted their copybook a little bit against the All Blacks fifteens, uh, and specifically you have to look at the likes of Lowry, Stockdale, Nash, Hume. McCarthy, Coombs, like there's almost no chance now again for them to impress before the World Cup. It's difficult for them, isn't it? Um, I think they'll still be in their own squad and uh, still in Andy Farrell's thoughts and he won't write them off. So they've got to, you know, they've got to play well with their with their provinces now. Uh, every chance they get between here and the Six Nations and hope for a break, get some consistency. Um, those derby matches at Christmas, they count for a lot between the, the four provinces. Um but yeah, you think there's an opportunity lost there. Someone like Gavin Coombs going back to Munster this week. Um, he was very lucky that he had a game to play against mm-hmm. South Africa to kind of uh, switch the, the focus and, and get back and play again. 
Um, but it's a great opportunity for Jeremy Lockman, isn't it? And, uh, you know, um, Kean Prendergast, Jack Crowley, Nick Timoney, they were all involved in that game. Um, and there was never a case of eight or ten of them were going to come straight in for Fiji. This is a bit of a potential banana skin, and these are the ones where I'm talking about that emotional kind of pitch that you've got to get right. Um, everyone expects us to win. Fiji were, you know, for 40, 50 minutes last week against Scotland, they were very, very good, um, caused Scotland a lot of problems. Um, Scotland protected the ball much better and stressed them and held on to it for long periods. And then they found gaps and opportunities. But um, it's a very strong, strong Irish side. But um, again, it's a, it's, it's a tough one for those players that, as you say, you know, historically, this was the one that they'd all get an opportunity in. Yeah. But I'm glad Andy Farrell has, he, there's a lot of experience and quality in there as well as, you know, inexperience and players who, who don't have a lot of caps. You know, Tyke Furlong, 61 caps playing with Herring and, and Lockman is a really kind of a sensible one because you're putting in that kind of cornerstone of the Irish pack with with Herring and, and Lockman. Obviously, Herring has 29 caps for Ireland. He's a very good player. But I think, you know, if you had three new changes across the, the front row, you know, would have put a bit more pressure on on, on Lockman and, uh, you know, um, Tyg Byrne playing in the second row with Treadwell as well. You know, if you put in Joe McCarthy there, then you've two kind of non-starters in there. So I think they've got the balance right of the team. Caelan Doris in the back row and Conan, um, you know, Conan's a big game for him, big opportunity as well. He'll want to try and get back into that starting team. And dare we say it, Carberry at 10. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm delighted for Stuart McCluskey. I think everyone is. That's, everyone thought that that injury was serious last week and it's a great chance for him and, and Henshaw again. So when you go through the team, I think you'd expect all these wholesale changes, but I think there's a lovely mix of, of really experienced players in there as well. Quinn, we saw the... the Brilliant clip of, uh, of Tyke Furlong chatting to our own Ashling O'Reilly yesterday at the press conference where clearly moved by getting the captaincy for this game, albeit it's a one-off game, but he talked about his family, what it means to them and his friends back home in Wexford and everyone, but uh, such a special moment in his career. And again, it's 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 not a, f- a full-time captaincy role, but it, it's something that, uh, that must mean a lot to a player to get that armband for their country. Yeah, of course, um, and I think he's been he's been incredible for for a long number of years now, world class, and uh, it's a nice. Uh, he's a very humble guy, I think, and uh, does his job so well every week. He plays and uh, finds that fire and that spark to you know to really perform. He's been so consistent, and he's he's kind of gained the, the respect of, of 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 everyone worldwide with his performance. So. He's a real natural leader in the team as well and in the way he goes about his business. So it's a big moment for him, very special moment for him. And um, who knows, you know, after Johnny Johnny hangs up the boots, maybe he will be putting his hand up and, and, and looking for the captaincy. So, But it's a special moment for him, his family, his club um, tomorrow, and they'll certainly celebrate that. Just looking forward a little bit, Quinny, as well, with everything that we've been discussing in the mix, and you mentioned particularly maybe the opportunity for the likes of uh, Lockman and, and maybe Crowley off the bench. Like, it's surely a key indicator that he's lo- he has them in his considerations for France. With all that in the mix, does to project forward as well, but does Andy Farrell end up showing a full hand against Australia as well? Or are you better looking at some of the players that are um, definitely, for example, in a, or most probably in a 23 for a World Cup game? Um, 
Like, does it's he go full bore for first 15 pick for Australia or is there some of the 23 starting? Um, possibly, possibly some changes. Um, I wouldn't go for wholesale changes. I think they need to finish off the block um, well, but... You know, with Johnny Sexton not being involved next uh, this week, um, he'll be wanting to start next week. He is the the team captain. Um, I think there's an argument to 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 look at playing Joey Carberry next week yeah. and starting him against Australia, and giving him another run out there. I think he's had, you know, up till last that France game last year, probably four starts against Tier One Nations teams at fly half. Um, so it'd be great to get a couple of more starts under his belt. Um, but for, for me, I think one or two tweaks here and there. You'd love to be in a situation, Adrian, where you're kind of rotating players like for like. Mm. And that's the whole beauty for, that any coach would want to want to develop in, 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 um, in any sport is to try and get, you know, big talking points about certain positions and then, you know, be able to play one one week and play a different one the next week and really kind of have that drive and that, that kind of motivation to go on and try and hold on to your place. But I, I don't think we'll see wholesale changes. And I think between here and now, it's it's probably about developing more options. Hence, Jeremy Lockman is getting a start. There's a couple of areas, you know, Ian Henderson coming back into that second row shout gives, you know, James Ryan, Ty, Ty Byrne, um, that area a little bit more strength. It's 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 an area of concern for me. Um, I think midfield, there's a lot of, you know, with McCluskey playing so well this year, Chris Farrell is out of the picture at the moment. Um, but, you know, you could argue that Craig Casey probably should be starting this game as well, even though yeah. it was a tough night for him behind the pack against... Um, against the New Zealand side. So, look, you can argue some of them there, um, but there's a couple of players that may, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against starting them against Australia next week. And you can still have the experienced guy, the regular starter on the bench to change it up a little bit. And and Joe Schmidt did that in 2018 and um, in the second test in Melbourne against Australia, he made four or five changes there. His bench player started. So maybe that will happen next week. Yeah, it might be an ideal prep. Quinny, thanks a million going. Uh, those chickens aren't going to look after themselves. They're all done. I'll bring up some eggs for you, Adrian. A few eggs would be perfect. Good man. Nice free range from tip. Good man. Cheers, Quinny. Cheers, lads. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo.